Welcome to this marketing edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have Kaiser Mola Faroz. He's the Chief Marketing Officer at Tatango. Thanks for joining the B2B Nation, Kaiser. Thanks for having me, Josh. Of course, Great of course. to be here with you. Yeah, well, excited to chat today. I think we have a lot a lot on the docket, and I'm excited to get going. So uh, we'll start off here with uh, first question is, tell us a little bit about your background and your elevator pitch for Tatango. Sure. So quick intro, my name again is Kaizo Malafiroz. I'm the CFO of Tatango. Uh, we're a technology company. I'll talk a bit more about that uh, shortly. I've been with Tatango for about two years, slightly over two years. And before that, I spent 12 years at Salesforce.com right from the early days, helping drive the product leadership at Salesforce.com across the marketing team, the product team, and uh, and corporate development. So uh, one of the reasons that I came to, to Tango and sort of moved to Tango is because I think uh, in many ways Tango is sort of uh, disrupting uh, and playing a disruptive role in mm-hmm. the enterprise software and technology industry, much the way that Salesforce did back in uh, 1999 and yeah. early 2000. And uh, so I, I, let me tell you a bit more about uh, Tatango and what, what we are all yeah, about. Of course. So Tatango is the leader in this new category, a new enterprise software category that's emerged called customer success management. And what we really help our clients do is drive their customer adoption and advocacy, uh, help them reduce their customer churn, and really on, in the end sort of maximize their customer lifetime revenue. Yeah. And this is really becoming, it's becoming much, much more relevant today as subscription and recurring revenue models are on the rise. Mm-hmm. As more and more companies are sort of moving to a recurring revenue model versus sort of charging their customers one time, uh, what companies really need to look out for is are they really delivering the value that their customers signed up for? Are, yeah. their com- are their clients actually getting the business results that they were expecting from your solution? And in this environment, we actually help our customers sort of move from the traditional CRM thinking, the customer relationship management thinking about, you know, how is my relationship with my customer and, you know, what are the interactions I've had with them? What are the support tickets that we've had? Uh, You know, what is their NPS score? Taking that to the next level, which is around, do I actually know what my customers are doing? Do I actually understand the experience? Are they actually getting the ROI that they were expecting from my product. Uh, so we, we take this engagement data, all this customer engagement data, and we translate that into actionable insights for our mm. clients so yeah. that they can actually make sure that their customers are seeing value and seeing success with their products. Fantastic. And did you get a similar feeling about CRM uh, sort of when you started Salesforce as you do now about CSM? I mean, is that the same sort of excitement within the industry? Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, there are certainly parallels and there are certainly differences. I think the exciting thing about Salesforce back in 1999 was the fact that, uh, you know, Salesforce was disrupting the enterprise software industry. You know, it was primarily delivered on-premise and uh, Salesforce's uh, sort of premise was why can't enterprise software be as simple to use as Amazon.com? You know, why does it need to be this big clunky thing that takes, you know, one year and two years to implement and at the end of it doesn't succeed. And that was that was Salesforce. It was a very simple premise, but something that really, really resonated in the market in those days. And, you know, obviously we've seen where it's gone. You know, Salesforce is uh, by far, you know, the leader uh, in uh, in enterprise software, even if 
on a revenue standpoint, there are bigger companies. You know, it is a company that everyone looks up to. And I, I think with Tatango, there is certainly, you know, a disruptive angle to it. But from yeah. a different standpoint, it's not about how technology is being delivered because mm. we are delivering technology and, you know, as a software as a service product uh, in the cloud. But what is really disruptive about Tatango is if, if you look at what's happened to the way in which companies today engage with their customers. Mm -hmm. Today, if you look like almost every business, almost every industry today is in some form digitized. Uh, even if you're not a, not a software company, even if you're not selling software, some part of your business is running on software. Yeah. You have you have mobile apps, you have web apps, you have a web interface. Uh, your, your engagement with your customers has completely changed. Uh, in, in some industries, like the industry we're in, in the software industry, your product itself is, you know, software. Uh, but even in other industries, software has become a very important part of how you run your business. And what we believe fundamentally mm. is that this has changed the engagement model between you and your customers. Yeah. Uh, today, you have, uh, you know, you have visibility about what your customers are actually doing. You You can actually know whether your customers are, uh, getting the end results that they were expecting. You can actually tell whether they're having a good experience or not. And we think that this, this information is really now the core of your customer's data. It's the core of what tells you whether your customer is succeeding or not. It's the living and breathing data about your customers. It's not the, it's not the static data that is sitting in your customer database about, you, you know, how many calls did you make and yeah. do you know, this opportunity of this campaign or this lead, it is the actual information about yeah. your customer's actions. And we think that, you know, the companies that really are able to leverage this information and insight are clearly the winners in today's market. And we, we've seen that, you know, with companies like Netflix and Amazon, these are companies that truly understand what you're doing as a customer. Yeah. And they're able to respond to that experience. They're able to respond proactively to a bad experience, hmm. and they are able to continually improve that experience. Very, very. So we, yeah. yeah. So we, we really think that that's the direction hmm. that all companies need to go. Not just consumer-oriented companies, even business-to-business -business companies need to really have that mindset. And, yeah. and that is what Tatango is all about. We are all about uh, taking this customer engagement data. And, uh, and operationalizing it, translating it into actionable insights that can drive every front office function, every customer-facing function, whether it's sales, marketing, customer success, customer service. Hmm. How can they do that job better based on this, this deep understanding of the customer, what they're doing, and what results they're getting from your product? And, and you mentioned your, your customer success survey. I'm really curious about that. Could you speak a little bit more uh, to maybe some of the trends that, that you saw within that survey? I mean, what, what are you guys projecting from that uh, for the next few years? Yeah, absolutely. So one, so this is the third time that we've done this uh, survey. It's called the okay. State of the Profession Survey. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the third year that we've done it. And we've, we've definitely seen you know, the industry sort of evolve over the last three years. Uh, I think one of the big things, one of the big changes that we saw since last year was uh, truly what I was talking about earlier, which is about it being a CEO priority. Mm. We are certainly seeing yeah. customer success becoming much more of not only a CEO priority, but also a board level priority. And so one of the big changes that we saw this year versus just, you know, 12 months ago is that, uh, you know, more than one third of customer success teams today report directly to the CEO. Hmm. And uh, wow. last year it was just half that number. 
And uh, so that is a big change. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, VPs of customer success, chief customer officers, you know, whatever the title mm. may be, they truly have a seat at the table. And, and, and think about it, it actually does make sense because yeah. in most organizations, sort of from a customer facing organizational standpoint, sales and marketing are sort of the, you know, the, the two primary functions uh, that report into the CEO. Sometimes they are within one. Uh, executive called the chief revenue officer, but it's really about sales and marketing. Yeah. But if you look at a if you look at a subscription business or a recurring revenue business, and you actually do uh, look at the fundamentals about their financials, you see that you know within within a few years, within five years uh, of a revenue uh, a recurring revenue business uh, being in operation, a bulk of your revenue starts coming from your existing customers. Yeah. It's not. The new business, the new customers that you're driving through your sales and marketing organization become a smaller and smaller fraction. And because you depend so much on renewal revenue and selling more to your existing customers, uh, the role of your chief customer officer, your VP of customer success is extremely paramount, even from a revenue standpoint. Yeah. And, and that's the reason uh, we're seeing the shift where uh, customer success is becoming much more uh, you know, it it has a seat at the executive table, uh, so that that's a big shift that we've seen. For sure. And what what are some challenges? Uh, did you guys uh, see any issues uh, in the next few years for this industry um, and for CSM? I mean, is it were there some some red flags or some challenges that uh, you found in the survey? I think in terms of the challenges, I think um, you know one of the things that I think is going to be a challenge and I think the industry is moving in that direction already is you know in this world that I'm sort of portraying where you know everything is digitized correct and your engagement yeah. model with your customers have changed and really your what your customers are doing that's the core of your customer data not the data that's sitting in your traditional CRM system in, in this world you, you need new you need new rules to manage your customers and yeah. you need there are new rules for the game if you if you continue playing by the old rules you're most likely not going to succeed mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is that you know traditionally what businesses have done uh you know whether or not they've had a subscription recurring revenue business model or not is you know they've, they've had obviously customer managing your customer relationships has always been an important concept that's not yeah. new but the way that companies have typically done that is by hiring some sort of either it's a sales team or there's some team of accounts managers who are managing this customer relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it, it's really, it, it's really very, very much driven around this, this interaction between your account manager and the customer. Mm -hmm. And, and that is extremely important. There's yeah. no discounting the importance of building strong customer relationships. Uh, but at some level, that doesn't scale to your entire customer base. If, if you're not a company that is selling, let's say, a million dollar deals or even a half a million dollar deals or even a hundred thousand dollar deals, if your deals are ten thousand dollars or even twenty to fifty thousand dollars, you can't afford to have this uh, this high engagement staffing model with account managers. Yeah. You you have to learn how to sort of uh, Make sure that every customer of yours, no matter how big or small they are, they are getting the success that they signed up for. They're getting the business results that they signed up for. And that may mean that you need to, you know, alter the way in which you do 
business. It's not just about hiring people who are going to be uh, checking in with your customers every week or every month or every quarter. This is about really having a pulse on your business and having a pulse on what your customers are actually doing with your product and being able to take that data and actually be able to translate that into running, let's say, one too many campaigns across your customer base. Mm -hmm. uh, correct? So it. So you need to adapt to these new rules of, of this new world. You know, the old way of operating is not going to work. And I think that's one of the challenges. We see We see a number of companies that sort of, you know, take what has traditionally been more of an account management function, uh, renaming that to customer success, uh, because that's sort of, you know, the, the new uh, flavor of the day. And, and, you know, thinking that that's going to result in the end, you know, uh, the end impact that they need in their mm -hmm. organization. Yeah. And that does not always work. We see companies stumbling when they take that path. So I think that is certainly, you know, it's certainly been one of the big challenges we've seen companies face as they embark on customer success. It's really figuring out what is the nature of this role going to be? What is the nature of a customer success manager? Mm -hmm. What is the profile of person I need to hire? Yeah. And it's not just taking something that worked and you know translating that in this new environment it's something very different um and do you think that this translates for b2c potentially as well as it does for b2b or do you see it as more of a uh, b2b play that's a great question you know the, the reality is that yes absolutely it applies to b2c uh, -huh. uh I, I think in b2c companies uh, b2c companies don't even i think they've always had to do it or they've always done it like you know my examples around amazon yeah and uh, Netflix. Yep. They they don't they don't even think about calling it a separate thing in their organization. It's it's part of what they have to do in order to succeed, uh, because a consumer is much more likely and much more able to churn and move on to your competitor in a business to business setting. You know, as easy as it as it is today to you know try another product and to move on, there is still some organizational inertia. You cannot just, you know, pack your bags and walk away. And yeah. um, so I, I think the concept of customer success is absolutely important to B2C companies. I think it is very much, much more a part of the DNA of many B2C yeah, companies. Makes sense. And, and hence, it's not a separate necessarily called something separate. Uh, but uh, absolutely, I think the concept, again, the philosophy of customer success applies to just about any company. And and it's a very urgent issue for companies that are operating in a subscription or recurring revenue model. So one, one final question here is, I'd like to end on a little bit of a fun note. Um, what is the story behind the name Totango? And am I saying it correctly? It's, it's actually Totango. Totango. And uh, yeah, and, and it, it comes from, it takes two to tango. And that's uh, your customer and you as the company or as the vendor. Wow. And so it's about it takes two to tango, and that's the genesis of the name. Uh, that's to tango. That's really cool. That might be the coolest yeah. story. That's that's really it's very punny. It's very clever, and oh, that's so good. Well, how can how can our listeners find out more about to tango and uh, all that you guys have to offer? Sure. I mean, you know. Obviously, go to our website, uh, com, yep. and there's a ton of information there. We have a ton of resources for people who are just getting started and want to learn about customer success. There's more information specifically about our product, obviously, if people are interested in figuring out how to take some of these ideas and philosophies and make use of technology to enable them to actually do this within their organizations. 
so you know obviously going to our website is the best starting point there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, materials there that people can read or of course feel free to give us a call anytime uh, at our 1-800 number or fill in one of the forms on our website fantastic well thank you so much kaiser for joining me today really appreciate it thanks so much josh yeah. uh, thanks for having me on on the call of course and thank you so much to our listeners for following along if you're trying to find the right technology for your business we've done the research so you don't have to check out our website technologyadvice.com thanks for listening